0: Conversation is starting now the world of mediumship fascinates you are you curious about what it's like to talk to the other side or are you a growing medium yourself well if so then you have a treat in store for you today in this episode because i am bringing on a very special guest i have karen joining me and she is a psychic medium and a mentor and she is like a bridge between the visible and the invisible world and her mission is to use her abilities to bring comfort on understanding and healing for people all over the world. Now, what I really love about Karen is that her and mine journey are very different. They are like polar opposites. And I think it's very interesting and also fun to get the different perspectives on how abilities are formed, if you're born with it, and then how they work for you. So we get tons of great information from Karen about how to, you know, practice mediumship in readings, but then also giving some insight from her on how she talks with her past loved ones and other people's loved ones all throughout your day. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy this
1: conversation.
0: Hey, Karen. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited to get into this conversation with you.
1: I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: And I know that everybody is going to hear this wonderful accent of yours and wonder where in the world that you are from.
1: I am from a very small town called Carnoustie which is beside Dundee in Scotland so you know people know the main areas i think the main cities Dundee Aberdeen Edinburgh so yeah i'm, I'm not too far from there
0: I have a question i wasn't planning on asking this but this is like coming to me right now do you find that Scotland or even in the UK parts are more spiritual Or, because I know you spent some time here in the States too, but would you think that they are more open? Is it different? What do you think your perspective is um, with Scotland and the UK and spirituality?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Scotland and the UK are getting much better at it. I think by nature, Celtic people, so Scottish, Irish, we're very reserved by nature, so maybe a bit more closed-minded. Although in saying that, I would still say that like mediumship here has you know spanned decades where people have talked about this there's a lineage uh, of mediumship in Scotland and Ireland so we're kind of used to it but the public as a whole I would say that Scotland and the UK are actually much more reserved than say in the states I think people in the states are far more open and willing to hear things and learn from things Uh, I think we kind of get set in our ways a little bit I think we're getting better
0: and well, how did you open up spiritually? Number one, were you living in Scotland? Did you always grow up there? And then you kind of grew up spiritually? How was that?
1: Yeah. I mean, my grandmother, she used to talk about things of spirit, not so much in a way like she was practicing mediumship, but she was very mediumistic. So if I used to say things to her, like, you know, there's a lady in the kitchen or there's a man in the the lounge or something, she would say, oh, you don't have to worry. That's the spirit people. She didn't ever make a big deal of it. She always just kind of calmed my mind and made me feel like, that was completely normal. So for me, that was a normal part of my childhood, although I didn't really realise that no one else could see what I was seeing. So it took me a long time, maybe until teenage years where people like friendship groups and peers were kind of saying like, that's a bit strange or like, I don't see that or, you know, made me kind of question, what is this? Um, And then after that, it was more about just understanding what it was and where it came from. But all the time it felt so natural to me so for me it was home and and that is really the way I can describe it
0: do you remember like the first time or one of the first times that you realized that it was actually a spirit person that you were seeing or feeling how did that show up for you
1: The very first time that I ever remember feeling anything was uh, when I was three years old and I was travelling on a bus with my mother at the time and we were going somewhere to visit someone and as we uh, passed this um, cemetery, the graveyard, I could see lots of people and I remember looking at them out the window thinking, why are they all there? So I asked my mum, I said, why are all of these people there? And she, there was no one there. And she just kind of looked at me as if oh, this is her imagination. And I remember knowing that these people were there. And then I remember thinking, I wonder if I'm buried in there. I wonder if that's where I'm buried. And that was one of the, the most standout thoughts that I've ever had within any part of my mediumship. And I was only three years old then. Uh, and then after that, it was more about like just feeling people or seeing people, you know, a flash of someone or someone coming out of the bathroom as I was walking in, it, it kind of became a little bit more sporadic.
0: How did the people look inside of the cemetery? Did Because they always portray them on movies looking scary and like half of a face nope. and stuff. But is that mm-hmm. what they look
1: like? No, nope, not at all. They just look like you and me. And that's why I, I knew that they were really there. Like there was no way in my mind that that was anything else, that I knew that those people were there. But I also had a knowing that they weren't really physical, if that makes sense, because I was thinking, I wonder if I'm buried in there. So I knew that actually they weren't alive in this world, but I just probably at three years old, you know, you're not able to put that together in in logical ways. And um, so, but they just look like you and me, they just were just normal.
0: Now, now, since you have like grown in your spiritual ways and became this badass, awesome, you know, spiritual person, do you think that you were onto something when you were three years old? Like, do you think that you were actually buried there from like a previous life?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, because the thought was so profound, I'm not sure whether it was just part of me feeling like I know that they are not of this world and then understanding it was a graveyard. So I'm not quite sure whether mm-hmm. I was actually buried there. But then you can't rule that out either. You You kind of just got to say, well, maybe because it is a pretty strange thought to come into a three-year-old's mind so yeah the possibility is probably yes I was there
0: and I love the experiences that you're talking about because so many of us have these little experiences and like you said as you grew older it was just kind of either the sensation or seeing something out of the corner of your eye can you explain a little bit more about some of those times that happened and then what it actually felt like and looked like for you just so that other people think like okay maybe I'm not crazy maybe there really was something there
1: Yeah, I think this is the biggest thing, isn't it? And you'll know this too, that sometimes we as humans automatically are told within our mind that it's imagination and we didn't really feel that. So for everyone, everyone can feel spirit, maybe at different levels, but we can all be aware of spirit. And for me, uh, the way that it felt for me, it felt very comforting and it felt natural. But at the same time, if I seen, let's say I seen a flash of light in the corner of my room that for me at some points might have felt a little bit intimidating, like, you know, what is that? What does that mean? Or was it my eyes? Am I tired? You know, do I need to sleep? And the mind really is there to keep us safe. So the mind is a tool and it will tell us that there's nothing to worry about, or it will tell us there is something to worry about, or it will tell us that it's your imagination because it needs to find logic. It needs to find an answer. It needs to fix something. Whereas anything of the soul, which is the mediumship part and that link to spirit isn't logical it's it's true and it's our essence so I think as humans, we fight every day from that side to that side. So once you get a little bit of understanding of actually spirit do feel normal, they're not, it's not big and bold all the time, it's something that's very subtle, it's something that could just be in your peripheral vision, for instance. Other times it might be that you feel that your grandma was there, you can smell her perfume, or it's through senses, you know, and the spirit world do work with every one of us through our senses so it'll be smell and touch and sight all of that is used
0: oh my gosh yes and I find anyways even personally speaking that the more that I trust that it is not my imagination the more that I trust I'm like no this really is something it seems like the stronger
1: it gets like the more these things happen do you have that same experience Exactly. And I think it's about embracing that and actually not letting someone else either say to you, no, that was your imagination. Because there were many times as I was growing up that I might say to my parents or someone else, I just seen X, Y and Z, I just seen, you know, granddad, he was in the the living room, for instance, and my mum would say, don't be silly, you know, like, what are you talking about? And then that can cast doubt within your own mind, even though you're the one that Experience that so I would tell everyone you know just trust like you say embrace that and if you do then you are far more open to the signs and you don't miss them half as much
0: I think you bring up a good point because a lot of us are like in families or in friendships and stuff where they're more skeptical. They're not really believers. They may, they make us discount some miracles when there really are miracles. And I don't understand that concept, but I think you're the perfect person to talk to about this because it seemed that, you know, when you told a bit of your story about, you know, your friends and that kind of thing, and then, you know, they're like, wait, that was really weird. Why did you say that? Why did you do this now? Did that stop you from opening up even further or what did you do like when your friends and the people around you were like you're weird? <laughs> <laughs> is that which, how they like, which, yes
1: it is absolutely but you know what I think looking back the way it's easier in hindsight I think to see things isn't it and yeah. I, I remember meeting a school friend only a few years ago and uh, I hadn't seen her since you know about the age of 16 and we had a good chat and said oh it was good to see each other and I said to her I bet you feel like it's really strange knowing what I do now and because she'd said oh I've seen an event poster and I can you know I follow you on Facebook and I said, that must feel strange. And she said, that's not no, it doesn't feel strange when I remember all of that through school. And I had forgotten half of the stuff. She said, I remember going into class with you one day and you were saying to me after school, I've got some tarot cards. Let's go home and use tarot cards. She says, and, and she said, I just thought it was all very weird. And <laughs> She said, so, but seeing that you do it now, it was not a surprise to me. And yet I had forgotten so much of that part of me. I had just thought, well, I've just got through life because then life hits you in different ways. And it did with me. So I went through school and that was fine and always felt spirit and such like. Um, And then as my own life started to develop, you know, meeting someone, having children, all the rest of it, life gets in the way. So you don't concentrate on that as much as you normally would so I didn't really then develop it at that point but it never went away either Uh, and it wasn't until I was probably in my late teens early 20s that it became a lot stronger again and then I thought I have to do you know I need to know what this is and, and what can I do with this and then I started to develop that.
0: Oh my gosh, it always seems like something happens in order for us to like open up to our abilities, you know, Um, was it just your abilities getting so much stronger and like crazy things happening that you were like, okay, I need to get a handle on this, like there, this is screaming too loud, like this part of me, I need to nurture it. Is that what happened? Or was there actually an event?
1: I think, I think it was more the nurturing part of it, like you said. I feel that there's, when it's a natural thing for you, you don't feel like you are being your true self unless you look at that. So life can mask that a lot of times. You know, you're busy, kids and jobs and everything else. So life's a very busy place. So you don't have to really look at it, but you're just kind of masking what's really there. And so what happened for me was the feelings became stronger again. And it was more a point of, I feel like there's another purpose for me. I feel like I should be doing something else. I didn't feel like I was complete. And then when I started to look at things and then develop it, I remember feeling the very first time I sat in a home circle which is the way that we in Scotland we used to sit in home circles and develop our abilities and the first time I sat in a home circle I remember feeling like wow this is me this is me this is me and I just I felt so complete in that moment and I've never looked back from that exact time my mediumship I've just worked with my mediumship the whole time.
0: Now, I think that circles are a little bit different with the U.S. within the U.K., so can you tell us a little bit about what the home circle is like?
1: Yeah, so if you go back years into mediumship of years gone by, so I'm talking maybe even in the 1800s, 1900s, um in the, in the Celtic areas of what, that's the only way, I'm not saying it doesn't happen all over the world, but from what I know in, in my history is that the home circle is where the medium developed. So basically you would maybe have seven or eight people who would meet at the same time every week in someone's home where there would be peace and quiet and you sat at the same time time every week so if it was a Wednesday at seven o'clock that's what happened and everyone would show up in the circle and you would just sit and maybe meditate listen to a piece of music and then connect with those who had crossed over and usually there was maybe only one or two in the circle that were mediums or or trying to develop their mediumship and the other people would be there to kind of support that learning support that development but it was a very um, blissful experience It, it was sometimes there's no words to describe how I felt that was like me going home every week I was able to visit myself is the only way I could maybe explain that and I lived for that Wednesday night at seven o'clock because for me that was the real part of me that I was able to plug into the other stuff during the week and work and such like was just noise at times that I needed to plug into me. Oh, my gosh,
0: the same thing happened to me. You know, we just call it development circles. And I just went to my first one. And then I was just like hooked. And I would drive like an hour, like early in the morning, it didn't matter. I was going to be there every single week. It was always so much fun. And I remember my first time connecting to a spirit. Do you remember your first time or one of the first times that you connected with spirit in that circle?
1: And what yeah, that, what that yeah. Was like. I remember because obviously when you connect with spirit in a very natural way in your own life so like I said your own relatives or maybe a friend's grandmother or something like that it's not like you're intentionally trying to connect it's just happening but within this, the development circle um, the first time I remember trying to connect I remember the the leader of the circle saying you know right okay Karen you know see see who you've got and I just remember closing my eyes and saying oh I've got a lady here and tell you know I said something along the lines of um, there was alcoholism there you know she passed at 57 and and all of this information was coming and really at that point looking back I was just opening my mouth and speaking it wasn't like I was sussing that out or understanding it fully but I was just given what I got and I'd said to one of the other people in the circle I think this is for you and she said all of that's completely correct. And when she said that to me in that moment, I was thinking, really, like really. And then it felt like electric. You know, it just felt like this is real. That I, I, this is what I've been needing. This confirmation that this is real. This isn't me. This isn't just me saying sporadic things and making things up. And in that moment, that connection to that lady in spirit really showed me what I needed to go forward.
0: How did you get the confidence to do that? Like to say it. Did you just allow yourself to speak without even thinking? Like because there's a lot of people that listen yeah. to this podcast that are growing in their mediumship and their psychic abilities. So I know they're like that, they're even scared when I have a circle, they don't want to say anything. So yeah. like how in the
1: world did you do it? You know this in the first few times that I done it, it was like just saying whatever came it wasn't like I, I wasn't nervous I mean I do, I'm not I never consider myself to be a public speaker at that time or be able to have the confidence to do that but within the, the confines of that group I felt safe to just say what came but it's so yeah. fascinating within mediumship and maybe your listeners and yourself uh, will see this too but you have the confidence at the beginning and then what happens is you start to question where did that come from? How did I get that? And that's what makes the nerves kick in because then what you're doing is you're coming from your, what I call your spirit mind, let's say, into your human mind. And then if you're kind of fluctuating between the two, you diminish your own power. So the information then doesn't flow as well. So then you then you end up saying things that, oh, is that not correct? Oh, I knew that I wasn't getting that right. And then doubt comes in. Whereas really, if we're just brave enough to say, I know I'm connected with spirit and I know that I might not get everything right. And that's OK, but I'm just going to give what I feel. And a big part of it for me was feeling rather than thinking mm-hmm. about it.
0: Yes, it's also true. I think it's just because we're so hard on ourselves. We might even see like other people and compare it and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, my God, no, just say because those little miracles happen when you say it. And it, I think it's not even when you're in readings just like throughout yeah. your day when you are picking up signs and things like that, it's like, just kind of say it. And the weird things have been happening lately where I'll be like thinking about someone and then they'll show up or I will be, you know, just thinking or saying something. And then all of a sudden it will resonate with that person, like totally on accident. And so yeah. I'm like, The more that you trust yourself, I think, and the more that you trust yourself to speak, you know, even in just your daily life, then I think it's going to make it easier for you to translate
1: and get out of your human mind when you are. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I say to all my students who, who I work with, I will always say, even if you like, I will pair someone up, you know, to practice with each other, maybe in a group setting. And you can tell that they're nervous. And I always say, listen, all you have to say is you need to start talking. So even if you're saying to the person that you're sitting with, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say to you. I'm really feeling nothing at this moment. And I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm so, so nervous. Before you know it, that will change the flow of the vibration that you need. And it will change to, oh, hang on a little minute. I feel like I've got a lady here and this lady's And you just have to get the flow going. That's all you need to do.
0: It's so true. Like, I will say, I'll be like, Hey, you know, you, you might think that you're guessing on things, but I'm like, just go ahead and start talking about what you think they're like, you know, to start the flow of it. Because I remember I was um training this psych- uh, psychotherapist and, you know, they're very analytical in their mind. You know, imagination is not something that they have. And I feel like you have to have imagination for this, but it was really funny. I sat her down in front of someone and I was like, Hey, I was like, just, try to guess, quote, guess what she's coming in the office for, you know, like if she was one of your clients, you know, like what she'd be coming in the office for? And I left her for a little while. When I came back, she had connected to her parents and, um, in spirit and got so many cool information. And I'm like, yes. So I love that. Just start talking and the energy will flow.
1: Absolutely. You need to, the, the flow of the energy is, is how spirit can come close. You know, if we, if we, um, expand our power Our power will reach their power, but only in the flow of the movement of it. And when you communicate with spirit, it's a very alive feeling. It's not psychic work is different where psychic work is more about the person in front of you, about their life and what they're doing. It feels a little bit more um, static. But when you're communicating with spirit, these people are alive. They're talking to you. They're giving you the information. So if you can create that flow, then their information comes.
0: Now you do events and everything like all over the world. You even come here to the US sometimes?
1: I do. Yes, I do. I come to Michigan quite often uh, and uh, New York and I'm going to Indiana in the springtime as well.
0: and I just think it's so incredible we talked about it a little bit before you know we started recording but it's like this kindred spirit kind of thing because of what are the odds that you come from Michigan and that's where I'm based so I absolutely love this I feel like everybody that's listening right now is meant to hear this because do you also believe um or feel that
1: everybody has this kind of gift the psychic or mediumship or what's your thoughts on that I know that everyone is psychic so every person in this world is psychic and the reason is we come from the spirit side of life so when we come here we still have that intuition we still have that sixth sense that is what we worked with in the spirit world because it's a world of thought and we bring that here so things like telepathy and knowing things and picking things up every one of us has that now some of some people will have it to a higher level some people will develop it to a higher level but we are Every one of us has that. Now, mediumship is different, I believe. I believe that you're born to do mediumship. So I believe that if you're meant to communicate with spirit, it's already there when you come here. It's a purpose. It's something you come here with. And that doesn't mean that you have to do it. You know, we all have free will. It doesn't mean that just because that's there, we need to follow that path but I do believe it is mediumship is something I feel that you're born with. And it usually comes from um, a lineage of other mediums in your family or going, it might even skip five generations, but usually you will find it somewhere in in the background of things.
0: Oh, that is so interesting. I, I absolutely love it too, because I've seen like even myself go from like never having any kind of spiritual encounters, you know, and talking with the other side. And it's do you ever feel like when you're in readings or doing your events like do you ever just get shocked sometimes with the evidence that comes through and then just like this wow like I cannot believe this like do you have that experience do you feel the same way
1: yes absolutely I I think there are many times when I come away from an event for instance or a private reading where I'm feeling like how did you give me that like how did I get that information I remember one woman coming to see me she was English she sat across from me and I said to her I have her mother there and I gave lots of information and she was saying yes and all of a sudden our mother started to speak Italian like I could hear Italian so I said oh I said your mom was Italian and she said yes She didn't speak a word of English, but and so the woman that I was speaking to couldn't understand how I had been getting the information. And I said, but remember, it's a world of thought, so Mm -hmm. she can still put these thoughts in my mind. But then she wanted to tell me that she was Italian. So I started to hear her speak and I knew that it was Italian. And I remember feeling at the time that is amazing the way spirit work. And there's been many Many instances over the years that these things have happened, where afterwards I'm just blown away by the level of evidence and how clever spirit are. I used to always say the same thing you're amazing. Like, I don't know how you get through to my brain sometimes, but you yes. do. <laughs> That's how I feel too sometimes. I'm like, I do not
0: know how you did it. Like, I always give credit to them. I'm like, it's not me. Absolutely. It's like, like, I'm impressed with them. I was like, yeah, they're the too. ones that have to get through this. <laughs> me and, too it's so funny sometimes I'll hear accents but it's so funny with the Italians a lot of times I will like see or I'll get the sensation that they're talking with their hands and that's a, kind go. of like my symbol yep. that they're Italian I'm like they're yep.
1: Italian and, you know so so. amazing isn't it it's, I remember one time actually which was a quite a moving moment uh, I was doing a, a, an evening of mediumship and i had connected with a woman and just as I was coming to the end of her communication, I said to her, are you wearing a, a necklace with an angel wing on it? And she said, no. And I said, oh, right. I said, I am I just seen it right there placed in my mind. And the woman behind her put her hand up and said, I am. And I said, I'm coming to you now. So I went to her and I knew instantly her son was in the spirit side. I knew that he'd passed away when he was 10 years old. I knew that he had been um, knocked over Um by a car and that he had passed straight away and all this other information but as I was giving her the information I just remember feeling like this isn't connecting with her she was saying yes and that was her son and all this stuff and everything I said mainly she said yeah that's true that's right that but I just felt this isn't reaching her somehow this is not I don't know if she's in shock or so anyway I had to finish up because I had to keep moving on because it was a group event And as I turned to take a glass, a sip of my water, I said to her son in spirit, look, I need to have your name. I never ask spirit names because I feel that people get hung up on names. And then if they don't get that exact name, then it invalidates everything else. But that day, I absolutely knew that that woman needed his name. And I said to the the boy in the spirit side, please give me your name. I just need to tell her. And right away he said, Kai. And I turned back around and I went straight to her and I said, his name's Kai. And right, at, she just burst into tears and she said, yeah, it is, it's Kai. And it's like she needed that one thing. And yet I always tell people, don't come to a medium and expect one thing because you might be disappointed if it doesn't come within the flow of the mediumship you walk away thinking that it wasn't a good experience. Don't close your mind. But I just knew that day she needed that. And I was amazed at the way he gave me it clear and concise and right to the point. And again, I, I went home and I was feeling like, you're just amazing, like absolutely amazing. And and I think you should always feel like that about your mediumship.
0: Oh my gosh, that is such a great thing. And things. Well, this is the way you talk. It seems that things come through so clear. And of course, you know, it's all about like divine connection and your connection with spirit and stuff like that. But is there other things that maybe that you do that some tips that you can give to people listening that will really help them like enhance a spiritual connection, whether it's going to be throughout their daily life or in readings if they want to try it out?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think for mediumship in itself is never you know, it's, it's not black and white. So there are times where I will I will do a session for someone and it'll be a bit tougher or maybe I'll just feel like, a mm, flow's not happening today. And I think it's really important to address that with mediumship, that it's really not something that always happens so concisely. But I think also if you try your mediumship, if you are developing your mediumship, you have to understand that it is a long road. It's not something that happens overnight and it's not something that, you know, you're going to feel all the time. I mean, there are many times and I'm sure you will agree as well that one day you'll go and do a reading for someone and you'll be like, well, it was, it was, it was good. I felt it was there and the information was okay or it was right, but there's just something that you're not quite feeling. And then other times it's absolutely mind blowing. So it can go one to the other. I think really for people who are either developing or even like you say in day-to-day life the biggest thing to remember is it's consistency it takes time you have to allow yourself that quiet place you have to you know people don't like to take time out of their own daily lives which I understand because I know how how busy life is and so when you say to someone look do a bit of meditation instantly they're going to say I don't know if I can fit that in I, I don't have an hour to sit in the quiet and That's that's not what meditation is. Meditation is just finding something that stills you. So for me, it's walking. I'm right on the beach. So for me, it's walking along the beach. It absolutely stills me. I don't know the power of it how it works but I know that that's what does it for me or a walk in the woods because the trees nature helps me whereas someone else might be washing up the dishes and they just go into this kind of altered state themselves and they're in that quiet place in their mind so whatever it's going to be for someone is fine but I would urge everyone that's interested in this to just take five minutes out of their day it doesn't have to be a long spell just five minutes to connect with yourself and if you can connect with the true power of you that will for sure enhance the power of spirit to work through you.
0: Mm, I love that so much because I do the exact same thing. It's like meditation doesn't always work. And I have narcolepsy. So not a lot of times I'm falling asleep if I do a lot of meditation. So I love that idea of just finding something that works for you that gets you into that zone, into that calming zone. And I I think that you would agree with this too. It's like does your spiritual self and your real self like it's the same it's intertwined it's not like oh that's my spiritual thing and I'm going to go meditate in here and I'm going to do this ritual no it's not separate intertwine it with your life does that make sense
1: (laughs) absolutely and I think that that's where we go wrong sometimes if I can say it that way it's more like you have to you know if you're going to embark upon this development journey in any aspect uh, you've got to have a nice space you've got to have a space in your house you've got to make it very spiritual you've got to put light candles you've got to play certain music and it's really not the way now don't get me wrong that's a beautiful thing to do and I love doing that. So I would still do that, but it's not needed. What's needed is the understanding, like you've just said, um, of that we are two in one. So we are spirit within human form. So there's going to be times where we are more within our spirit self and there's going to be times where we are more within our human self. And both is okay. because another thing that kind of um, stood out to me with developing mediums or people that just discovering this is that all of a sudden they think that they've got to be you know on a higher realm and they're not allowed to be human anymore and and they try to change their life into that you know well I must sit with spirit all the time and and then they kind of start looking at the world differently and in a way like well they shouldn't be doing that because that's not the spiritual way and i always say listen we are human first and foremost when we are here and we have to have the human experience but if we can understand that we are spirit too it means that we can go between the two and that, and it almost is like if you can look at the infinity sign or the figure of eight. You know, I, I kind of see it like that. Just go the ebb and the flow. And one day I'll be more human, where I'm shouting at my kids and I'm telling them that they're driving me insane. And then the next day I'll be also spiritual and everything's lovely. And <laughs> it's just the way it has to be.
0: Yes. And that kind of reminds me of like a point that I, I bring to a lot of my students too. And it's kind of like you, you're, you're setting yourself up too much on a pedestal and things like that. It's like you are human. What if you get it wrong? You probably are. I guarantee it. You are going to get it wrong. You are going to have readings you to try that are going to suck. Okay. And guess what happens? Yes. Someone books with you. You keep on getting a whole bunch of no's. What do you do? Yeah. You can reschedule it. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you know, if they paid money, maybe you refund them, you refer them to somebody else. It's not the end of the world, you know. It's yeah, like
1: exactly, exactly that. It's too, it's too much pressure, you know. And yeah. I think also. To be fair, there's a lot out, of, out there that the public who maybe have never been for a reading before, they set up in their mind what they need and what they would expect. And I think an honest medium is a true medium. And An honest medium is someone that will say this might happen and it might not happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's no one's fault. And honestly feeling that, like if I can't do a reading for someone for whatever reason, whether, whether the, the connection just doesn't feel right to me or it's not strong enough for me. I don't then retreat from that, send the person away and beat myself up about it saying, oh, what a terrible medium I am. I know how mediumship works and I'm confident within that. So I think if you educate people about it, like, you know, say to someone, look, you're here for a reading, but. You know, let's I'm sure 99 percent of the time it's going to work. But if there's that one percent, it's not, then I'm going to tell you that because I'm very honest and it puts people, people's mind at rest straight away. And then we don't beat ourselves up as the medium either.
0: Yes and I've noticed too if I ever have to reschedule a reading like you said it doesn't happen very often but then all of a sudden it's like oh wait a second they were having a very stressful day they weren't going to be able to accept the messages and then it's yeah. like even crazier because then the new date is like the anniversary of somebody's
1: passing and then it's just like your mind gets blown. it alone happens all the time as well same same as you're saying doesn't happen often the rescheduling but if there is something that either the client has to cancel or reschedule or I do Nine times out of ten, by the time they get that reading put back in the diary, something will come up in the reading, and they will say that hadn't even happened before the original date, so I wouldn't have been able to talk about this. So I, you know, I think you have to trust spirit. You have to trust what happens, and although it might be disappointing that it doesn't go ahead, there's a reason for everything, and divine timing is everything.
0: Yes, and I don't know why this question is popping in my head, but have you ever had it to wear like? After we're reading, you're still getting either information or signs or do you ever feel them following you around? Do you have any experiences like that?
1: I do. And I think it's not often because I know that I know how to detach and kind of ground myself in my daily life. And so I don't kind of stay connected in that sense. But there's times where it's been a really strong connection or maybe a really um, needed connection for the person that brought a lot of healing. Uh, and, and I haven't been able to quite detach from it as much, uh, like that little boy I was talking about. I mean, I felt him around me for at least three or four days after that, but it was a lovely connection and I kept just speaking away to him and that was okay, but that's not a normal practice for me to do. And I, I think on the more, well, not negative, but just to share the other side of it as well. Um, I remember a guy coming to see me and it, he was due to come in, let's say at six o'clock. And I went to my studio at five o'clock to prepare for that. And he was standing outside my studio. And I thought I knew it was him. I'd never seen him before, but I knew it was him the way he was standing. And I didn't I thought I didn't get a good feeling about this. I don't know. I'm not sure about this. But he seen me and, and he knew what I looked like. So I couldn't then say. You know, go home and phone him and change it. So I just got out of my car and I said, Oh, you're very early. And he said, Yeah, I got the bus and I'm here early and it's fine. But I just had this overwhelming feeling of, I don't like this. I'm not feeling comfortable with this. So anyway, I invited him into the studio. But at the same time, because I worked myself in the studio, I phoned my dad at the time and said, Hi, Dad, you know, I know you have stuff to drop off at the studio. The door's open. And right away, he was like, I'll be along in five minutes. So he came along and he kind of stayed in the kitchen and just made me feel a little bit safer. However, what the, the deal was, it wasn't about the guy because the guy was pleasant enough and it was fine. But what I picked up on through spirit for him wasn't the best it wasn't the best background it wasn't the best situations in life and the people that I was communicating with weren't the best people when they were here so I was already aware of that energy of that so after the guy left anyway um, for about two days three days I remember feeling like I need to detach from this energy. It's not good. And it wasn't, it's not evil spirits. People get confused with energy, not feeling good, that it must mean it's evil. It wasn't. It was just the the darkness of the kind of things that had gone on in life that stayed with me. And as a medium, you will pick up every part of any energy that you're connecting with. So it's not that that was an active energy. It's not like that that person in the spirit side was connected to me or attached you hear a lot about attachments and such like which i don't necessarily believe in in the respect that it's put out there um but you can you're connected you can feel the connection so sometimes it can take a little bit of time to just say we need to you know blow the cobwebs away we need to go for a walk along the beach we need to meditate we need to do so sometimes that can happen
0: and so that's the, how you deal with it. Like when you feel like either like overwhelmed or like, okay, maybe I want I didn't want to just say that it's a spirit or past level and stuff like that. But I think with anybody, if you're around somebody with this toxic energy, you know, people yeah. who are always grumpy or whatever, maybe they're even in, you know, addiction and stuff like that. You can kind of feel it on your energy. And so you kind of mentioned some things that we could possibly do. Like you said, be out in nature and meditating. Those are some of the things that have worked for you.
1: Yes, definitely. And just really give yourself permission to understand what it is you're feeling. You know, don't go into too much depth in the sense of, you know, I need to discover what this is, why am I feeling this? What is this? Is this someone in spirit? Is someone connecting to me when they shouldn't be? There isn't a need for that. The only thing you can do is control your own power. So to control your own power, what you do is do whatever makes you feel better and enlightened and elevated. And like, say for me, it's nature, but for someone else, it might just be, you know, going out with family and friends, go for a meal, go and pick up the phone, phone your sister, whatever it might be to kind of ground yourself in the everyday life after it is the best way to deal with that
0: yes and that's a great point to bring up because I notice anyways when I'm doing a lot of spiritual work whether it's readings whether it's you know just being in my own headspace learning a lot about it I feel like it's really important to like ground and to get back into my human life and do you do the same thing try to keep that balance
1: yeah definitely I think if you didn't do that as a medium you just cut you would burn yourself out because you would constantly be connected to spirit and it is you know it is an energy that's very um especially in private readings it's 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 something that drains your energy your physical energy so you can become very exhausted and unless you rejuvenate yourself after that even by sitting watching tv which is something that you're totally grounding yourself in our human life that gives you time to rest it gives you time to just chill and and not worry about the the bigger things like readings and what went on in the readings and also think I think I learned quite early on that for me anyway it's healthier for me not to go home thinking about the reading too much because really you've done your part you know you're you're the conduit you're the part in between and you've passed that on now that doesn't mean you're not affected by it especially one that affects me a lot uh, that I struggle with to be honest is um, children you know if children have passed away and, and for me that's a hard really hard one for me and it's taken me time to master that or try to master that in some way and how to detach from the overwhelming grief and sadness that that brings um, because it's not the natural, um, you know, way that it should happen. Um, so it's harder. But again, I still find a way to do it. And I just have to thank Spirit for allowing me to be part of that reading and hope that it healed and hope that it brought something. And then I have to give myself, myself permission to let that go.
0: Oh. Exactly. And the the most memorable ones that I've had that stuck with me are the same ones with, with children and it just hurts your heart. But I always find solace in knowing that like there's that connection, you know, like like I just yeah. proved that they're they're still there. Like they yeah. there's no doubt about it. And so I always keep on reminding myself, you know, it's almost like how you could talk about your spiritual mind and your human mind. Your human mind so sad and just so devastated, you know, and so hurt you hurt for that parent. But then your mm. spiritual mind is like, wow, but there's something bigger Absolutely. at play here. And we just connected to it. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. So I want to learn more about your events. So where can everybody like see you? Are you you said that you are coming to Kai Indiana? You know, you might be here in Michigan, but you're definitely in the UK doing these events. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, I do events kind of locally to myself, so that's in Scotland, Um, but I am going to be doing more online events because I feel like during COVID, right, that everyone was restricted, so everyone went online and it worked really, really well, and then what happened, I feel, after that is then you get busy with back to the you know in-person events and everything and and kind of the online stuff doesn't I always speak to people online because of the you know the, the way people come to me from all over but Um, as a rule, I always said, after COVID, I'm definitely going to keep up doing my online events. And of course, as we know, the way the diary works, it doesn't always pan out that way. So I am going to be doing more online seminars and teaching. And, you know, all of that is just about this week is going to be detailed on my website this, this very week. We're working on it right now. So there'll be more there that people can get in touch with me and maybe take part in no matter where they are.
0: I love that because I'm always telling everyone, I'm like, you should have more than one teacher one, uh, you know, at one time, because I think you yeah. learn something different from each one and you might just, you know, they might come to you and all of a sudden it just clicks. Like there's just that one thing that you say or you do that totally just cracks them open. Absolutely. Um, so I absolutely love it. So it's like actually great timing. So hopefully it'll be up by the time this um, podcast airs and I'll make sure that it's in the show notes. Now, for the ones who might be wanting like a reading and things like that, because you have definitely proven that you have an amazing connection. Do you also do those online?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. Mainly, I do my readings online, actually, more than in person. Um, so, yeah, I do those via Zoom or, you know, WhatsApp if someone doesn't have Zoom or another video call facetime or whatever or just telephone call um and people get a little bit you know like oh do you get the same connection you know because it's online or absolutely i don't need to be in the same room with the person to connect with their loved ones in spirit or even to connect with them psychically that happens because of my energy and their energy so uh, i really enjoy my readings online and sessions online too so anyone can go to the website and book in for that
0: Yes, and I I love that so much. I'm glad that you um that you cleared the air with that because it's amazing. Like even some of my most amazing readings have been like email readings where I just had the person's yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it's so amazing how that it works. And so I feel that um whoever's listening, if you really feel called um to see Karen, it's for a reason. So I'll make sure yeah. that I have everything in the show notes. But if people want to keep in touch with you and they're only listening right now, um, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Facebook at Karen Docherty Medium and Mentor or at um, karendaugherty.com. Uh, and they can get in touch with me there Uh, you know I answer everyone uh, as best I can so they can get in touch and I'm also um, launching another mentorship as well which is about training people one-to-one one One thing that I felt when I started was I didn't really have anywhere to go I had my home circle but I couldn't really find a teacher out with that Uh, and I always felt like when I can I will do a one-to-one mentorship and it is one-to-one it's not like 50 people you know at one time Uh, so I really only usually accept about eight students so I'm about to launch another one of those as well so that's also at karen
0: and I love that too because when it's one-on-one you can specifically help them out with how spirit communicates with them and you exactly. learn a little bit and you'll be able to walk them through it and be like okay you're getting in your head nope and then just like kind of like tweak them you know um, into opening up and I think that you create that sacred space then that safe space for them to be confident enough to share with what they're getting that's
1: what it is is a safe space and it is a you know mediumship is unique and for whoever is listening to this and feels that they do want to develop but maybe feels like a little bit like oh I'm a beginner or I'm not sure if I'm even getting anything then having that safe space we will go over that we will explore that we will be able to give the foundation that's needed to understand what has taken place and uh, there's a beginner intermediate one and then there's an advanced one as well so whatever level you're at your mediumship is unique to you and so a teacher should be able to connect with you and not kind of teach this, you know, one size fits all, you know, there are things that are kind of universal, there are things to build a foundation on. But after that, it has to be your mediumship and your unique mediumship.
0: Yes. And I think when you work with someone like you one on one, you fast track that when you try yeah. to do it by yourself in a group setting i think it's going to take a lo- it's going to take longer for you to really understand your own style it's kind of yeah. easier when you have someone there walking you through it where you're like when you can actually tell them like okay nope i can see this is kind of your technique this is how it's happening for you so absolutely i agree i think that's amazing and i actually feel like the timing is perfect so <laughs> I Me too. To thank you so much karen for coming in and sharing all of your wisdom all these golden nuggets like you gave us so much not just with our development our mediumship but also things to look out for in our everyday life how the spirit is always kind of talking to us and mm-hmm. i think another thing too is like the importance of a spiritual community you know being around those people so
1: definitely okay. thank you so much karen That's okay. It's been my pleasure. And you know, I'm sure I'll be back on again at some point. I would love that. And uh, I'll maybe see you when I come to Michigan.
0: Yes, I cannot wait. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.